Broadcasting from the confines of an abandoned radio station in the secluded apartment building of High Strangeness, from the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, it's time for full disclosure of the topics they told us were off limits. Hello there, I'm Connie Willis. This is Coast to Coast AM. Tonight, Dolphin Rescue and Baby Bigfoot Twins. Yeah, time now. Turn off those lights. Join me for another interesting evening of conversation. Much needed education and the chance that we might get a little closer to the truth of what lurks amongst us and what is beyond, because they're real. I'm Connie Willis, and this is Coast to Coast AM. You're listening to Coast to Coast AM. Hello there, Connie Willis. Hey, it's warmed up around the areas, right? For the most part, it's a lot warmer. It was minus 13 here in Denver, Colorado, and, well, you know, it's a now balmy 32. It's okay. I can handle that. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big difference. And maybe it's the same where you are. I know a lot of people uh, uh, were freezing and uh, hopefully you're doing okay now. It just seems to be summerish now, doesn't it? Anyway, I thank you for being with me tonight. And I think we're going to have a good night together. We'll be taking phone calls. We've got uh, uh, a little later on going to be talking about baby Bigfoot twins. Yep, with Tom Cat Cantrell. I I call him Tom Cat Cantrell. We'll talk about that a little later on beforehand. I just want to remind you to visit me over at ConnieWillis.com, and you're going to see the shows that I have. Blue Rock Talk is one of those shows taking you on live investigations of hauntings, Bigfoot, and strange lights. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great community. Become a Blue Rocker. Or you can also join me, Connie, after dark. It's a live virtual bar. Have a drink with me. And that's a lot of fun, too. That's a nice little community. And he'll, if you join it, you'll probably stick around because uh, they're both great communities and a lot of fun. So if you'd like to learn more, go to ConnieWillis.com. And, yep, the podcast is coming back. I know, I know. You know, I'm getting a slap on the wrist <laughs> from all of you, and it's okay. I like that. That's a good slap. That's a good slap. All righty. So I do want to say happy birthday to one of our great guests on Coast to Coast AM, and that is Frank Faschino Jr. He was on not too long ago with me, and he's been on many, many times along the way with the Flatwoods Monster. His birthday is officially Monday, and he's in Pennsylvania. So yeah, happy birthday there, Frank. He might be asleep right now. He might be up listening but uh, if, if you do keep in contact with him, make sure you say happy birthday. He has worked every day of his life. I think he started, I'm telling you, he has devoted his life with the Flatwoods Monster. And if you enjoy that particular uh, event, and it's one of the big ones, well, you know, you probably learned about it from him. Incredible work, incredible work. And so happy birthday, Frank Faschino Jr. Also on the 23rd, it would have been my dad's 80, let's see, 84th birthday on the 23rd. I guess, what is that? Is that Tuesday? He would have been 84 and he had a head full of hair and not one gray hair when he passed away at 70. So to my dad too, I just want to dedicate the show to him because I wish he were here with us. I wish he were here with us. He was the best. He he set the bar for every man in my life. <laughs> that was a, he's the tough one to beat, let me tell you. So again, thank you for being here. We have a great night. In fact, tonight, our first guest, Ann Archer is her name. She's a writer, best-selling author, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I've got the little coughs today. So forgive me if you hear that. I'll, I'll try to hit my little cough button as much as I can. But uh, you might hear that a little bit. So maybe it's the changing of the weather. We'll see. And Archer, again, let me go back to her writer, best-selling author. And she's got some peculiar events in her life that have happened. Okay. I mean, we're talking cool events, by the way, that have all turned out to be really, really good. She's an international speaker, educator, again, writer, video and film producer, businesswoman, wife, mother, and since I've met her, a friend. And more than anything, she has led an adventurous life. She's so fun to listen to. I think you're going to enjoy her as well. She has a master's degree in literature and education and spent over 10 years as a high school teacher. She's one of those teachers you're like, oh, that's that's one of my favorite teachers. She's that one, right? And she studied all sorts of things, and she's had all sorts of things happen to her that are just kind of unusual, but they keep, they've got this like trend where something better happens and better happens, and how could something even better than that happen? Well, she's here to tell you about those things tonight, and first-time guest as well, Ann Archer. Hey, Ann, welcome to Coast to Coast AM. Honey, I am delighted to be with you. Yes, and I'm very happy to call you friend as well. Yeah, I mean, we hit it off right away. We were just like, blah, 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 blah. We were right at it. So I appreciate that. I like finding people like that, you know. Perfect. Yeah, and they happen along the way, right? That's just as interesting how the paths, you know, meet, and it's like that destiny thing happening. Yeah, it's kindred spirits. That's what I felt immediately. Well, you you know, and when we first talked, you said, all right, how did you get into all this? And my first thought was my very first memory was coming into the world. And, you know, it's a whole nother thing. But the same with you. You had these events happen along the way, too, where you were like, okay, this is different. This is it's amazing, all your stories. But let's start at the beginning of, well, I guess we can't start at the very, very beginning, but I definitely want to start with the dolphin story because everybody is asking about the dolphin story. Let me just say that. As soon as we put it on Coast to Coast website about a dolphin rescue, every emoji of the dolphin has come to me, every type of email, like dolphins, all right, all right, and, you know, play this dolphin song and do this and do that. So, uh, you know, I was a fan of Flipper, you know, growing up, you know, I don't know, something like that. Um, but would you like to start there? Did you have something else you yeah, wanted to yeah, start with beforehand? Start there. You All know, right, let's um, do it. When that happened, when this dolphin experience occurred, it was in the 1970s, actually. And I, I was young and I was going through some turmoil, but I was already a high school teacher. And um, I'd been a very spiritual person all my life. I'd had lots of interesting things occur to me, but this began the the biggies. And um, I decided to go see my mother at Christmas all by myself, go to see mom, you know, and kind of um, recharge my batteries. And she lived on a small island off the coast of South Carolina. And I was very excited to go and see her and spend Christmas with her. And after we had opened our gifts on Christmas morning, I told her I wanted to go to the beach. And it was unusually 
warm. So it's South Carolina, and it shouldn't be like 85 degrees on Christmas Day, but it was. But the water was still cold, but I didn't care. I put on my bathing suit, and I told my mom I'm going to swim, took a big towel to wrap in afterwards, and I headed to the beach. I wanted to just—I really love the ocean, and I'm a strong swimmer, so I wanted to just throw myself in the ocean and let it bathe away all my worries. That's what I was after. And when I did that, I I was— not where the public beach is because I knew the island so well and we had lots of friends. So I parked by a friend's house and and um, went where the houses are and there's no lifeguards. And when I went into the water, I had no idea I was walking into a riptide. And oh, we'd heard about them, you know, living in South Carolina. We knew about riptides, but I'd never been in one. And, and let me I, and let me cut you off on that. A riptide yeah, yeah. is where, OK, it's not coming in toward the beach. It's kind of going the other way or something. Or no, you swim yeah, the other way. It's going the other way and, it's, and it pulls really fast like a vacuum. And <clears throat> some people can get caught in a riptide that pulls them under. But this right. particular riptide was pulling me straight out. So I didn't know it. I'd, I'd gotten face deep in the water and I was swimming hard out because I knew I was a strong swimmer and I could swim back. And, you know, and then I figured the current would help me get back. And mm. instead, I found myself being carried out by this riptide. And I knew there was a rule. You always have to swim laterally to get out of a riptide or right. it's around you. Right. So, okay. Um, yeah. I, right. I thought, okay, I'm smart. I can do this. And, but it had pulled me out really, really far. And there weren't any mm. jet skis back then or anything like that. And it's Christmas Day, and I thought, gosh, there's not even any fishing boats out here. There's usually all these shrimp boats. And then it dawned on me, oh, yeah, you're never supposed to go where the shrimp boats are because sharks come around. And the water's in South Carolina. You're being chummed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have um, they have tiger shark and bull shark, some of the most aggressive of the marine species. But I'd never heard of anybody being attacked by a shark. But I thought, whoa, Christmas Day. <laughs> there are no shrimp boats because it's Christmas Day and nobody sent a memo to the shark. So I don't want to be out here long. And I'm trying to figure out by swimming this way or that how I can get back as quickly as possible to the shore. And um, I look to my left and I see... Um, the fan of a shark coming right at me. And I'm thinking, maybe it's just a dolphin. But, you know, dolphins have a different movement in the water. They kind of undulate up and down, and sharks are straight on. And it was coming straight at me. Mm. And, you know, I'm a spiritual person, and I ask for help. And I think that's one of the rules of the universe. We always have to ask for help. Um, We have to acknowledge that we're not alone in this universe and that help is there. And I asked for help. But what I heard, the answer that I heard, because I often have gotten clear inner guidance, clear um, intuitive sense, and sometimes even heard a voice that would come to me. But this time the message was to lie down flat and um, turn away. Don't try to fight the shark and just float on the surface of the water. And I thought, oh, my God, he's just going to eat me like a French fry lying here, you know, (laughs) flat face down. I'll just be gobbled up, and my mother's going to hate this. I could see the headline, daughter eaten on Christmas Day. In one big bite, in one huge swallow. At least it would be quick, right? (laughs) Gone. uh, But I did it. And for a moment, I had this sense of release, like, okay, okay, 
it's all right, no matter what happens. You know, mm. I'm a spiritual person. I'm ready to go if, if it's my time. And and then I got hit. I got hit really hard from underneath, and it mm. knocked the air right out of me. My heart was already pounding. I'm scared half to death. Now it's knocked the air out of me. But suddenly I saw that instead of going down under the water, I was being lifted up above the surface, and I'm moving like on a magic carpet straight toward the um, the beach, and I don't understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden, a dolphin rises up right in front of me, and then another, and I realize I'm on the back of a dolphin. And I kind of fell off because I didn't hold on to the dorsal fan. I didn't, actually didn't even have my eyes open at that point until I opened them and looked at the dolphins. And I fell off that dolphin, and immediately another came underneath me and carried me toward the beach. And, oh. I, I mean, I was just amazed. I'm still scared half to death, so I can't help my heart from pounding out of my chest. But when they got me near the beach, Connie. They got me in chest deep water. You would think, okay, they saved me. Yay. You know, got me away from the shark. Yippee. Um, that they would leave. And instead of leaving, they surrounded me and made a circle and did that thing you started the show with. Ee, you know. <laughs> and, and, and they went all around and they did this, you know, kind of dance around me. And then they stopped. They're standing on their tails and they started taking turns touching my body. Hmm. And I've never heard or seen anything like this before. Now, years later, decades later, I heard, you know, people were taking autistic kids to swim with the dolphins and that sort of thing. And they wanted the dolphins to touch them because the dolphins are known for being extremely intelligent and of a high vibration. But back then, we didn't know anything about anything mm-hmm. and they i have no idea what they're doing but i have had a distinct feeling that they were supercharging every molecule in my body if you know what i mean i mean i could just feel it like the vibration was changing forever and it felt just phenomenal and i'm spinning round and round and i'm talking to them saying oh my god you're changing me i can't believe it this is incredible and and then one touches my back one touches my shoulder one touches my leg then the other leg and it just goes on and on and of course it's christmas day so people are coming and watching and this isn't the tourist beach you know like where people are taking lots of pictures this is where people have houses and they're coming out of their houses and they're looking and and so the next thing I know, they do the EEE thing all around me again. They're making this high-pitched sound, and I'm thanking them. I'm crying. It's just the most beautiful moment. And they back up on their tail fins in a row, and they back away just a few feet like that. And then they turn, and they leave with me crying and yelling, I love you and thank you, and, and off they go. And then I start moving toward the beach. I'm shaking all over. I can barely walk. My knees will barely um, get me out of the water. And some woman comes running toward the um, ocean edge and says to me, oh, my gosh, do you work with the dolphins? I said, no, no, no. no. They rescued me from a riptide. 
And there was an old man standing there, and he immediately said, those dolphins saved your life, honey. Mm-hmm. He said, I thought you were going to be eaten up on Christmas Day. And I said, yeah, I thought the same thing. And he said, I saw the shark coming for you. Oh, my. And, he was um, watching the whole thing. Yeah, he was watching the whole thing. And he's one of those old guys with binoculars around his neck and, you know, picking up shells and a bag on the other arm. And, and you know, I mm. was just like, I did, I wanted to believe that it had been a dolphin all along, you know, that it they were just rescuing me from the riptide. But, in fact, it was a shark. And later my mom said, oh, my gosh, you know, there have been a lot of shark attacks. The rule is never go out where the shrimp boats are. And I'm like, Mom, <laughs> it was a riptide. I didn't have any choice. And the shrimp boats weren't even there. You know, there was nothing to gauge anything by. They were gone because it was Christmas Day. But I went home, and I actually just wanted to hide, Connie. It was a weird thing. I mean, I was shaking all over. And my mom said, just casually says she's sitting in there by the Christmas tree reading the newspaper. And she goes, how was the beach, honey? (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my God. So so I was going to jokingly say, all right, you were, you know, young. Were you high? Uh, Then I was going to say, wait a minute, was the guy looking through the uh, binoculars, was he high? Then I would think (laughs) if, if. If I were you and it was all over, I would ask myself, am I high? What just happened here? That's amazing. All the way across the board. This beautiful day on Christmas, you go out by yourself out there. La, 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 la. Riptide, then shark, then dolphins dancing around and just having this, uh, you know, Disney moment with you. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it really was my Disney moment. And, you know, what I felt was the strongest sense of the interconnection of all life. You know, when I called out to God or the universe to help me, right, like pick me up and get me out of here, you know, that's what I wanted. Instead, they came to the rescue. They heard they came. And, I mean, it it was just a beautiful experience of, you know, of love and protection, and it was um, truly transformational. But what happened, Connie, was when I said, you know, I could feel the vibration of my body, every cell being supercharged. Mm-hmm. When I went, I, okay, so I'm back home. I don't even remember the rest of the Christmas vacation. I was just in this otherworldly state the whole time. And I went back to Indiana where I was a high school teacher, and it was like, everything truly was supercharged. Everything began to change, and I began to have lots and lots of experiences that were just amazing, often witnessed, you know, by my high school students. So that was, you know, just incredible, too. So did you have, okay, so these need enhancements, before we get into that, did you ever have abilities or talent of any sort or... Or any type of, you know, abilities, I guess, before that. Did you have anything like that? Yes, Connie. When when I was a little kid, my mom said that when I could first string sentences together, that one of the first things I said to her shocked me. She said, you've been talking, you know, like any little, you know, toddler would talk. And suddenly one day I came to her and I said, I've forgotten something very important. I need to talk to God. And she said she almost dropped the plate she was drawing at that moment. (laughs) 
and and said, what are you talking about? And I just repeated it. And that sense had stayed with me my whole life. And I had strong intuitive abilities. I, I, I definitely had things happen to me that were unlike what other people had, but nothing like this. I mean, who even heard of such a thing? I mean, and how old were you when you I said was, that? You mean when I told my mom I wanted to talk to God? Yeah. I'm three years old. <laughs> That's when I had my stuff happen at three as well. There's something three? with three. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, we, when you wake up. still connected to the other side, I think. Yeah. But now we're cognizant in this world. Three years old. That's pretty wise, three-year-old. We'll be we'll be comparing notes with that for a long, long time for sure. So we're talking with Ann Archer, and you can find her on her Facebook page at Five Blue Rings, also YouTube, and you can go to fiveblueRings.org and you can learn more about her. There's a lot of stuff in there that's going to blow your mind. Stay with us. Connie Willis here on Coast to Coast AM. It's Coast to Coast AM. Hello again. Connie Willis with you. A fun night later on uh, in our uh, our featured guest tonight going to be Tom Cat Cantrell. He's going to be talking about the Bigfoot, his history, the proof, evidence, things like that, but also talking about where he was invited to see the birth of baby Bigfoot twins. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, isn't it? Have you heard that one or anything like it? Well... Stick around. That's going to be really, really good. Okay. Ann Archer is our guest right now, and she has been telling us some pretty, mer- pretty, pretty miraculous things. Any of you uh, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm fans, I've been watching that. Little Larry David, I love him. So if you hear me go pretty, pretty, you all know what I'm talking about if you're fans with him <laughs> as well. The new, the new, the new, uh, his new um, uh, year and final ser- part of the series is coming up here soon. So, oh, wait, so, so, Ann, I heard you laughing. I was going to say something about you, but you're laughing back there. Are you a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan? Yeah, I love that. I even love oh. that phrase. It's great. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty good. He's yep. he is just so funny. I mean, oh my goodness! So, you know, forget Seinfeld. I mean, that was obviously you know unbelievable. But I think nothing can really touch curb your enthusiasm. Holy cow! And the, and the season is they got one more season left. So anyway, I'm marathoning it. So anything comes out like him, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's ingrained in me now. So good to have you laughing about that too. I was going to talk about how you had studied comparative, uh, comparative uh, world religions and some of the other neat things that you've done, but golly, we'll get to more of that kind of thing. You, you know, when you're talking about the dolphins, again, I'm getting tweets and this and that of all these little neat little dolphin pictures and flipper and this and that. So <laughs> you are sparking new emojis that I've never seen and new pi- pictures. But, okay, so this really cool thing with the dolphins, enhancing your life, your abilities and things like that. Have you, since we're going back to the dolphins again, because I know you have uh, many things to say, but did you have any other encounters or anything else happen in the world of dolphins? Yes, yes, of course. And in a minute, I want to tell you what happened after that original dolphin incident. But 
Um, okay. It was really fun because once I met my husband years later and he knew the story, he already had a very successful production company, but he renamed the company Dolphin Media Services to honor nice. the dolphins for saving my life. So that's the mm. name of our company. But, that's sweet. Um, but in addition to that, he, on the anniversary of the dolphin rescue, he took me and my daughter one year to go swimming and a friend too. He took us to go swimming with the dolphins in a rescue center for dolphins in Florida. And mm. we were supposed to swim with the dolphins. And it's a very, you know, um, you know, by the book sort of experience. You put on your wetsuit, you go with the dolphins, they do this, they do that. And you have your little bit of time and, you know, and then it's over. And so that's the way it was, Connie. It was all over. And I was so disappointed in my heart because it was like they don't know me <laughs> they're oh. not talking to me you know I don't feel that flow and and um and I didn't want to be disappointed because this was an anniversary gift and this is the day you know this is Christmas day and I want that experience and um my daughter Sarah and my husband Alden took off to take off their wetsuits and I'm standing there pouting at the edge of the water and I'm looking at my dolphin as he's, you know, he's swimming away just like he's supposed to and going into his other lock area. And they have this huge swimming open area in the ocean, too. But, you know, they're protected. And um, and I said to him inwardly, I said, I'm sorry, I really do appreciate you. And I am grateful, but I wanted to know that you could hear and that we could communicate. And I I actually, I just wanted a kiss. <laughs> and, and you know, that was like that intimacy, right, of a kiss. Yeah. That's what I really yeah. wanted. Oh. And all of a sudden, I saw my dolphin spinning in the water. I think he was moving forward previously, but now he's spinning around. And then I saw him take a deep dive and come back toward me. And I thought, is it possible that he actually heard me? Is this happening? Now, I do want you to know that, you know, when I said they were very careful with the dolphins and what you would do, and it's a very programmed by the book thing, we've been told don't do anything other than what we tell you to do. So now I know I'm breaking every rule in the book if that dolphin's <laughs> coming back because my time is over. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. And the trainer has gone on to the next group of people who's coming in. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, hurry, hurry. And before she notices me, of course, and the <laughs> dolphin came right up to the edge of the pool where I was, turned his beautiful dolphin face with those sweet eyes right at me. I looked deep into his eyes. Tears are pouring down my face because I'm saying, you heard me. And Connie, he comes closer and closer and places his face right on my mouth. His oh. mouth is on my mouth, and he is kissing me. And I hear the trainer <laughs> across the pool on the other side yelling, No! <laughs> but it, she was too far away, so I received my full kiss. Oh. I thanked wow. the dolphin. He did a spin, and off he went. And I realized, oh, my God, what intelligence, what awareness to hear me say I want a kiss, that I needed that intimacy, and he, a dolphin I don't even know, understands and comes back and mm. gives it to me. My heart just melted. I mean, a tear just formed in my eye telling 
use that story. But um, it's really mm. precious to me. And my house is just filled with dolphins because I love them like the rest of the world. I just adore them. But that's you know, really a special moment. Yeah. I mean, not only is that special, but it also makes me think, too, that the trainers, it's too bad they don't allow, you know, they almost seem so restricted that, you know, they're kind of missing out on some of the really neat things that the dolphins can do that they're they're missing out themselves. Well, I they mean, thought they were you know? protecting the dolphins, you know, and they right, may. But, they may be protecting mm. the dolphins. I am just one of those people who kind of likes to break every rule in the book at times. So <laughs> you rebel, when, you. I could tell. <laughs> I knew it immediately. <laughs> when Alden heard the woman screaming, he knew I had done something, so he came back just in time to witness it. <laughs> he pops his head out and he goes, oh, my God, what's she doing now? <laughs> Get this lady out of here. She's a problem. Yeah, really. She's causing trouble. <laughs> Hey, it was already paid for. Everybody had already turned their heads. Uh, that, that's good. That's great. That's that's amazing. That yeah, is some, and it's now, something. I mean, it was really it was important for me to see that that it wasn't just those dolphins I was with yeah. originally. That these creatures, these beings, have such deep awareness. It was really beautiful. Mm, I've heard that by a lot of people that have been around them. Uh, you know, living in Florida myself for yeah. like twenty years, heard that a lot from people that have been around the dolphin it's amazing so now you said that there was something else you wanted to say too yeah about what what happened happened, what happened after the dolphin rescue down in south carolina i was still a high school teacher now my husband and i are producers and writers and we do marketing and all of that but back then i was just a high school teacher loving teaching just loving teaching and i went back to my class and suddenly Um, I put my hand on the board one day to write a quote by Emerson, and um, I'm writing away. I know the quote by heart, and I realized my hand took off, and it just started writing something completely different. And I was just stunned. I had never heard of automatic writing, but that's exactly what was happening on my board. And the the way that I understood it was before the whole dolphin rescue thing had occurred, I told you I was going through a tumultuous time. And I and my students, I, I had graduated from college early. So I started teaching when I was twenty one and I'm you know, they're seventeen and eighteen and I'm just a little bit older than them still, even though it's, I've been teaching for a couple of years. And um but I had asked, Dear God, teach me truth so that I may teach truth. That became my little prayer that I would say, because my students were constantly asking me, because I taught literature and philosophy, they wanted to know, what do you believe, right? And and I'm like, I don't know what I believe. I'm just a kid myself, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, I got a curriculum over here. That's all. Okay, shut up. Leave me alone. I'm getting a paycheck and I'm feeding the kids. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Now say, what was the prayer again? It was, dear God, teach me truth so that I may teach truth. Mm, Okay, nice. And it seemed to have opened a portal. I began that prayer before the dolphin rescue had occurred. What I felt I had learned that was my truth from that experience was the oneness with all life that were guided and guarded and protected more than we could possibly understand. I mean, I I, I just felt in my heart of hearts that I had been changed on an intellectual level, but now I realize I have 
truly been changed on a vibrational level, and I have abilities that I never understood, never even knew about before. And um, I also, I told you this, Connie, previously when we were chatting, that I could hear things in the other classroom, not like people being loud. I could hear kids planning, secretly whispering something they were going to do to the teacher. And I would leave my classroom, walk over, open the door and say, no, you're not. And they would like, what? what and freak happened? out. What? <laughs> That is so, creepy, it, man. That would be awful. It was, it was one of those creepy things. And and even I didn't like talking about it. My students were like, oh, my God, this is I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. That became my, you know, that was, I just wanted to sort of have a normal life, not talk about it, and, and you know, still experience it at the same time because it was freaky. It was freaky for me. But then... It, it went to a, a whole new level. And this is where I learned about vibrational healing. And that's where I hope we end up tonight, that I get to talk about that a little bit. Because what happened next was I had an experience one night. I'm about to go to my master's class um, in comparative world religion, like you mentioned. And, and I'm with my boyfriend. And I suddenly said, what is that black hole in the middle of the room. Do you see it? It's like a black spot. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, <laughs> "I said, there's a black spot there. And he said, are you high? <laughs> there it is. There it is. There, <laughs> the famous question. <laughs> I, I kept being asked that quite a bit. I'm like, no, I am not high. <laughs> I'm about to go to school, for heaven's sakes. Of course, I'm straight as a lace, but don't you see that black spot? <laughs> and then suddenly I said to him, oh, my God, I'm being pulled through the black hole. Wow. Hold on to me. And, you know, this it's a perfect near-death experience. I leave my body. I'm sucked right into that black tunnel, tunnel freezing cold. I go toward the light. I end up standing in the light, and I want to stand there forever. It is so blissful and magnificent and beautiful. It's like all the worries and doubts of, the, of life, you know, just life fell away in a nanosecond. And and I thought, oh, my God, I'm home. I want to stay here forever. And I hear this voice say, there are 10 things that you must do. You must return. And I'm like, I don't want to. Get somebody else to do the 10 things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I love I'm it. negotiating in the, in the <laughs> heavenly world. <laughs> you are. I knew I liked you. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I, I won't ask for anything. Just leave me standing here for eternity. <laughs> it's blissful. And instead, I'm told, someone near to you appears to be dying. And when you learn who it is, you must go to them at once. And you must follow all instructions as they are given. And, Connie, I was told to close my physical eyes because I was looking into this brilliant waterfall of light. And the love from that waterfall was just pouring through my body. And it was just beyond beautiful. I felt mm. humbled but also blessed beyond measure. And, of course, I did not want to go back. And even at the thought, I don't want to go back, um, I heard the voice again say, you must return. There is much that must be done. And I received a message that perhaps is for all of us, which was 
whether it appears to us or not, everything is happening exactly as it should. Mm-hmm. But you must follow your inner guidance. And and so, you know, that's what happened was I'm thrust without ceremony out of the beautiful heavenly world and sent back to the couch in my living room while I was sitting with my boyfriend. And I'm shaking like crazy because it was such a freaky experience. I love your word there, freaky. And um, <laughs> and he said, my boyfriend said to me, John, said, Anne, what on earth happened to you? And I said, uh, it'd be very hard to explain. I think I went to heaven. I was given some instructions. And he said, look at me. And I looked at him and he goes, what happened to your face? And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And he goes, go look in the mirror. And he takes me by the elbow. We look in the mirror together and my eyes are sunburned. You know, this just reminds me of Moses going up the burning bush and then coming back down and his hair is white and he's got the 10 commandments, you know, he's got, he had to come back and, and teach and share and, I don't know. It just sounds like that in modern day. Stay with us. I'm talking with Ann Archer. You can find her at fiveblueRings.org, fiveblueRings.org. Connie Willis here on Coast to Coast AM.